We got some good stuff to talk about tonight from Zelensky and Trudeau entertaining Nazis to Dave Portnoy exposing just just the vile, vile, unethical nature of the Washington Post um, all the way up to Joe Biden implementing his Ministry of Disarmament. It's going to be a feisty show tonight, folks. Hit the thumbs up. Follow the channel. If you're watching the replay, skip the intro. Watch the rest of the uh, watch the rest of the show, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. What is up? 
What is up, guys? Alex McDonald in Atlanta, Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. Hey, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well. It is Monday, September 25th, 2023. TPS Report Live. It's good to be back. Nailed it. Thank you all. Uh, I did. Nailed it. Nailed the date. Brilliant. Uh, It's good to be back. Thank you all for for tuning in. Uh, It's going to be a shit show tonight, if I'm being honest, because we got a lot to talk about. I have no idea what any of it is. Yeah, we are 100% going to get derailed. Yes, we absolutely are. We're going to get to our friends on the first break. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. We're going to start with this one, Danielle, because why the hell not? (laughs) Sisters of perpetual indulgence go to confession, apologize for public masturbator. Remind folks who these 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 are the tranny nuns, right? Or the yes. the the LGBTQ nun drag. Yes, factory, it's like a drag are. nun performer group. They came to our attention during um, Pride Week in L.A. They were supposed to appear at the L.A. or be part of the L.A. Dodgers Pride celebration, and there's a very strong Catholic contingent in the. Los Angeles area, of course, lots of Dodgers fans are of Mexican descent, very strong Catholics. And they were like, we're not down with this. So not because they were transgender or drag queens, but because they're like pretending to be nuns. So they, the Dodgers withdrew the invitation to the sisters and then the you know, the alphabet mob came after them. So they're like, all right, you're right. There's no reason we shouldn't have you here. There's no reason we should think that there's anything untoward about this organization. And, and listen, it's a fetish. It's, it's, it's a creepy perverted fetish. This is one of their members. This, uh, this person here, this I'll say fella, I don't know what he identifies as, to be honest with you. He was arrested last month for having a bit of a wank in a beachfront park in uh, California. The chapter came out and um, the, the, he goes by, this is Ellis Gilmore, by the way, who goes by several pseudonyms, including novice sister Beeth Cockim or Be the Cockim. I, again, it's a fetish. The, the purpose for these names is to play into the fetish. He goes right. by novice sister Man Romeo as well. Uh, the Eureka House of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence told the Daily Wire on Wednesday that Ellis Gilmore's arrest is an embarrassment and a blight on our name. It's... I don't know what to say beyond it's a, it's yeah. a fetish. I don't know that there's anything more to say. It's a fetish. These people, they are, in my opinion, they're a threat. They are a danger to society, in particular to your children. And if you value the safety of your children, you need to move the hell out of California because it's getting worse there. I'll tell you. All right, let's um, let's move on. To the next one, Danielle. <laughs> only in Canada. Well, I shouldn't say only in Canada. I guess this could happen anywhere else. The Canadian part. Zelensky. 
Vladimir Zelensky's doing his world tour, right? He's on his yep. knees, on his knees, going around and blowing, begging uh, world leaders for money. He was here in uh, D.C. And he requested to address a joint session of uh, Congress and Kevin McCarthy refused. He said no. He had that opportunity once before to blow a bag, sorry, for money. Um, and and uh, ironically enough, he didn't blow it back then and ended up with a shit ton of money. Uh, this time he didn't blow it either and ended up with another shit ton of money, then nipped up to Canada where the Canadians invited a Ukrainian war hero, Danielle, because in Canada, Zelensky was allowed to address Parliament. Of course he was. And they, uh, they invited this, um, they invited this uh, 98-year-old Haroslav Hanka. Um, he was part of the pageantry surrounding Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's address to Parliament. Here we have in the chamber today a Ukrainian-Canadian veteran from the Second World War who fought for Union, uh, Ukrainian independence against the Russians and continues to support the troops today, even at the age of 98. We have a screenshot from the address that they gave. Um, oh, he looks great for 98. That's, that's not the screenshot I meant to put up. I apologize couple of things here couple couple of things i know that world history isn't entirely popular in in this part of the northern hemisphere but think back to world war ii think about who was fighting the germans the americans were fighting the germans the british were fighting the germans the russians were fighting the germans so if somebody's fighting against Russia, who do you think they're fighting, probably fighting for? They're in league with? Turns out this 98-year-old 98, 98 fella was a member of the SS. He was a bona fide Nazi SS stormtrooper who was fighting on behalf of Nazi Germany against the Russians, and he got a standing ovation in the Canadian Parliament, because they they hadn't thought about history, they hadn't done their due diligence, and they didn't put two and two together and think, is it possible this guy's a Nazi? Bonafide World War II SS stormtrooper getting... Um, here's the thing. And we should have known, quite frankly... We really should have known. We should have seen it coming because the red flags have been right there in front of our face for a long time, right? It's been... It's been, it's been I mean, it's subtle. It's been on the radar. It's subtle, it is very subtle. It, I it? mean, it should at least have caused, you know, the raising of some eyebrows. Yeah, well, now I take a better look at it. Obviously, that's that's the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, in blackface. Right. Out for a night out with his good mate Adolf Hitler. Right. Hit, hitting on some fraulines right there. Um, we didn't notice that when that picture first surfaced. Everyone well, we, was, we didn't know what we were looking for. We didn't know he was in league with. We were actually. We were focusing on the, the blackface. Right. No, 
nobody Little ever did thought. we know that was a detractor from what was really going on. Right, right. Which was frolicking with Nazis. God, I don't know how we miss things like that. I swear to God, we need to do a better job here. And we I apologize. Yeah, I we apologize for our negligence. Yeah, a, a actual genuine World War II SS stormtrooper. And the SS, for those that, that don't know their history, the SS were the bad guys. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not surprising to me that a Nazi officer went to this pageantry for Vladimir Zelensky um, because Zelensky currently has Nazi officers on the payroll. Right. They're at the, the, we went through a list of 15 different military brigades or regiments of the Ukrainian army that are, in fact, neo-Nazis and wear currently Nazi insignia. And when Zelensky was asked about this, his, his answer effectively was, ah, Nazis gonna Nazi. Yeah, that, I mean, they're fighting for the right side now, so a little Nazi in here and there. What are you going to do? Yeah, that literally he said, oh, his, the, the, the direct quote is, they are what they are. Right. Was his uh, direct quote. And, yeah, in other words, ah, Nazi's going to Nazi. Yeah. They're on the payroll. Boys, boy, oh, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I swear to God, you could not make this up. Some people might think these first two news stories are satire. No, they're real. Yeah, no, they're, yeah. This Special isn't news. real. Just just to clarify, that's not real. Right. Okay. We made that up. I, I personally made that up just for the, just for the, the fun the of it. Right. But if you want to take that and, and pass it off as real, be my guest. I'm okay yeah. with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, all right, let's say hi to our friends, shall we, before we move on, before we get on to Dave Portnoy. I th yes, I think so. Let's say hi to our friends. Uh, Diamond Dave is here. What's up, Dave? Good hi, to honey, see you, brother. Uh, Peggy Brown is here. Hey, hey Peggy. Peggy. Joy's here. What's up, Joy? Good Hello, to sister. see you. Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Holly Hello. Allison, just for Fun Radio, is here. What's Hello, up, sister. Holly? Michelle Brown is here. Hey, Michelle. Good hey, to Michelle. see you. Uh, Rumpel's here. What's up, Rumpel? Hey, Rumpel. Thank you for tuning in. I think Rumpel's in Denmark at the moment. Oh. I think. I don't, possibly. Rumpel may not want anyone to know that. Yeah. And I apologize. I think Rumpel's in, um, Australia. Hush, hush and, hush and At the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Janine. Hey, Janine. There's Janine. What's hey, Janine. going on? Legion's here. To be hey, fair, Legion. the uh, Galician SS were honorable men. Zelensky and his cohorts are not. And I, <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is a spicy opinion to come, to come hot, come in hot with. I like real Nazis, not neo-Nazis financed by Israeli oligarchs. <laughs> There you go. And I mean, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I'm. And Rumble yeah, says, okay. yeah, I think Denmark. Um, let's talk about Dave Portnoy. More importantly, let's talk about just the the sheer unethical behavior of the media. Um, oh, thank you, Rumble. Look at that. I'm 100% in Denmark with a $2 super chat. Thank you, Rumble. Thanks, Rumble. Appreciate the support. Legend emote. If we have custom emotes, so 
go hit those custom emotes for uh, for Rumple and the uh, Dono. We appreciate it. The Washington Post were one particular, I guess, author, Emily Heil. I'm assuming Heil, kind of like Zeke Heil, but right. just her last name. Emily Heil was putting together a little hit piece about Dave Portnoy's pizza festival that's coming up, correct? Is, is it a pizza yes. festival? Yes. Dave Portnoy got wind of this hit piece she was doing, and he gave her a call. Let's take a look at a minute of this phone call. This is Emily. Hey, Emily, this is Dave Portnoy calling. Uh, I'm recording you right now, but I've noticed a bunch of people. You're, it seems like you're sending. We have this pizza fest happening on Saturday, and you're reaching out to our advertisers, and you're basically sending an email that says to the effect Dave's a misogenic racist. Do you want to defend yourselves advertising at this event, right? I'm sorry. What's your name, Dave? I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm the guy you're writing the article about, Dave Portnoy. Oh, you're Dave Portnoy. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. Good. No, I'm not. I'm not I haven't said anything like that. I'm well, I, I, can, I can read if you want. If you want, I can read what you actually sent. I have it. Yeah, read because I, I sent a bunch of notes, so I want to make sure I know which one. Okay, uh, we are planning to write about the festival and how and how some of the sponsors and participants have drawn criticism by seemingly to associate themselves with Dave Portnoy, who has a history of misogynic comments and other problematic behavior. I want to make sure that Blank had a chance to respond to this, since the company is the most prominent and their partners of his festival. Oh, that's the one I sent to, which was definitely the most pointed of them because. I really did want them to respond, and I was hoping to get something from them. Do you think that's fair? Like, I, I totally disagree with the assertions of what you said, that misogenic and all that stuff. So, like, it kind of backs people into a corner. So I'm happy to go over anything. I mean, you have – that is pretty pointed. You said you didn't do it. Then I have the exact evidence of you doing it. So no, I didn't say I didn't do that. I said I did. That was the one that was the most pointed. Well, no, you, you, that went before I before I provided proof, you said you didn't really remember doing that, and then I read it to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I did it that one time. So you did do it. She did do it. She did do it. And and flat out denied doing it until he came up with the uh, came up with the good. Let's talk about let's answer Rumpel's question though. I'm embarrassed to say I don't don't be embarrassed about it. I don't know who Dave Portnoy is. Do you want to uh, Dave Portnoy is? Do you want to go with this? Yeah, sure. So Dave Portnoy is the owner and the one of the founders of Barstool um, Sports. It's a they're a um, uh, YouTube presence. They're huge in uh, social media. They've got um, podcasts. They've got millions of followers. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they start as a betting site? I, I don't know if they started as a betting site, but Portnoy sold to, and I can't remember the name of the company, but he sold for like millions of dollars to a, a company. Yeah, like a hundred million dollars and then yeah. bought it back for. To a, a company that does betting. Well, then that company, and if the intern's listening, he knows all this and he can either call in or jump in the chat and give me the names that I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the company then wanted to partner up with, I think it was ESPN. And they didn't want to have 
um, Barstool as part of that portfolio when they became partners with this company. So that's why they had to offload or felt that it would be to their benefit to offload Barstool because Barstool does like sports reporting and um, those kind of things, like those kind of stories. And ESPN didn't want to to buy that with this company. They wanted the sports betting piece. Right. So that's why they ended up offloading Barstool back to Portnoy for literally a dollar. Yeah, a dollar. So sold yeah. it for a, over a hundred million, bought it back for a dollar. Yeah. Anyway, he's um he's a brash guy. He's a he's a he's a man's yeah. man. He yes. uh, he speaks his mind. He says his piece, and people love and him. And the word he was trying to say there was misogynistic. Mis yes, misogynistic. So, um, and I'm not being a dick, but I, honestly, I don't know that I would have known what he was trying to say had I not actually read the email. Yeah, and, and you know whether he's just reading it wrong or whether that's how Emily uh, Zikhail spelled it, I'm not entirely sure. No, she spelled it correctly. But, I think um, he just misread it the first time he said it, so he kept saying it wrong. But he's, um, you know, he's. He, he, I imagine people have the same opinion of me. I can be a bit of a dick, right? I know I can. I'm fine with it. And I think Dave Portnoy is exactly the same way. He can be a bit of a dick and he's perfectly fine with it. And he does a lot of good for people. Throughout the panda, he does this. Uh, he does this YouTube thing where he he takes one bite. He does a one bite of pizza one review. One bite pizza challenge. One yeah. bite pizza reviews, and he can make or break a pizza place with his one bite review. In general, he actually ends up making them more popular. And he brought a bunch of pizza places through the pandemic. He saved them from collapse during the pandemic. He's raised, personally raised over $50 million and donated it to help small business during the pandemic. When the yeah, government... Like they I'm sorry. When the government flat out refused to, he did it. So, but but he's a little bit right wing. He's a little bit conservative. Yeah, just I don't a, like him. Just a I little think he's bit. He's a dick, but I do know that he's a good guy. He does great things. But like you said, he's a man's man, and he is very abrasive. But because he's a good guy, and because he does good things, and because he's slightly right wing, the media find it necessary to destroy him, and that's what Emily Heil here is trying to do. She's putting together this little hit piece. She's trying to get, she's, what she's trying to do is get his sponsors, his advertisers to pull out. She's trying to drag them into the cancel. She's trying to cancel Dave Portnoy with this article. And instead of just being honest about it, they we're supposed to have ethics in journalism. And if your ethics are to try and try and destroy a company, okay, fine. But be honest about it. Be upfront about it. Don't lie to the guy. And that's exactly what she did. This, I'm going to, I'm going to name Emily Heil piece of shit of the week. This POS of the week just sat there and flat out lied to him. No, I haven't said any of that. This, that's not the email right there. Do not hit number five. That's one of the emails she sent. This is, this is an email from Emily Heil, re-Washington Post calling. Misogynistic comments and other problematic behavior. What's the purpose of that? She said the purpose of that was, oh, I'm trying to, effectively she said, I'm trying to goad them into an interview. Is that... Is that what you do? If you want to get somebody on the record, that's what you do. You threaten them. 
you're what she's doing there is threatening this private comp this this company i don't know who the company is so i don't know what what it is private public don't know but what she's doing there is threatening them with a effectively a bad review in the washington post if if they number one don't respond to her and if they number two associate themselves with dave portnoy's event how is that ethics in journalism how is this woman even allowed to practice journalism at at any news app we the people me the guy that made this i'm more ethical than her i told you guys that's not that's not a real image use it share it You know they tried to Russell brand him, right? Like before yes, that's they exactly, did it. Yeah. Like like they tried to uh, he is Yeah, false of false allegations. Yeah. Yeah. But and he, they're going and they're going to keep going. They're yeah. going to keep going until Because that um, failed. So now they're going yeah, after this. They're going to keep going into until it's successful just like they're doing with Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, Oper Operation Underground Railroad. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah, he's facing allegations, seven allegations, from, uh, from, again, from anonymous women, anonymous sources, Vice Media reporter, and we know what Vice are like. They're, right. they're the most unethical assholes in the entire media industry. They're trash. Well, alongside Salon.com. I right. put Salon and Vice in the same uh, category of, of, of trash journalism vice ran their story under the premise they didn't get back to us therefore we believe these allegations are true that's what vice did that's how vice justified running a story with unverified completely unverified anonymous allegations against tim ballard the, and the allegations are all are along these lines. Operation Underground Railroad would hire people. They would go overseas on these undercover missions. Uh, Tim Ballard would tell these women, hey, you have to play the part. We've got to be convincing. So you're going to have to pose as my wife. We're going to have to sleep in the same bed, take showers together and stuff like that, just in case people are watching. Those are the allegations against Tim Ballard. There's no evidence to back this up. And here's my problem with all of these claims. Every single one of them. Since the year... I, I'm not even going to go back too far. I'm going to go back to 2007. Any claim made after 2007, I say picks or it didn't happen. Every single right. one of us since 2007, the majority of us since before 2007 with your Blackberries and your Palm Trios and shit like that. But since 2007 with the iPhone and then the, the growth of Android, every single one of us has had a camera, a voice recorder and, and you know, a video camera in our pockets on us 24-7. Now we have them on our wrists. There's no way that any woman 
put in the position that these people are, these anonymous people are claiming against Tim Ballard, there's no way they don't record it. Maybe not on video, but fire up your voice recorder. I have a voice recorder on my watch for a reason, and it gets used quite often. When I, because I do a lot of stuff here locally, right? Virtually everything I do here locally gets recorded. Because, listen, there, there are people here who would, uh, who would like right. to, who would like who to see, wouldn't who, mind. Who, if... Yeah, who would like to see me, uh, Russell branded. Let's put right. it that way. Yes. So I record a lot of things. And, um, and it's, it's helped in the past when, uh, for example, went, whoa, for yeah. example, I don't know what the, someone turned we a flashlight a on. We have a ghost. Oh, for example, when, um, well, it doesn't matter, but it was when Trashgate came up and some guy tried to throw me under the bus, but I had a recording of our conversation and this is a single party consent state. And it was like, eh, screw you, bud. Um, since 2007, I don't believe any of these anonymous claims that aren't backed up by some kind of evidence. I just don't. And you shouldn't either. Nobody right. should. Every single one of us have an, an actual machine for recording these events in our damn pockets. And if the events went down the way these women are claiming against Tim Ballard, they had plenty of time and opportunity to record it and get incriminating evidence, and they didn't. Vice News are garbage human beings. Garbage human beings. And... I would call for, I'm not a big boycott guy, but I would absolutely call for a boycott of Vice News. They are just, they are the dregs of journalism and they, they just need to disappear. Anyway, getting back to Dave Portnoy and the Washington Post. Emily Heil has shown herself to be one of those dregs of journalistic right. ethics. Um, Ethics don't mean a thing to this woman, and she works for one of the largest newspapers in the country. What did that? What should that tell you about the rest of their reporting? The same thing. That, yeah. That yeah. is the level to which they are expected to rise or lower themselves. This is how they're trained. This yep. is how they're encouraged to get stories, hit pieces. She's inventing this hit piece, by the way. Um, let's, I want to, I want to look at something here. I want to look at the tweet that the Washington Post put out because they did, they did publish the story. This is the tweet they put out. This weekend, New York will host Dave Portnoy's One Bite Pizza Festival. Participating pizzerias have had to navigate buzz around the festival and backlash against Barstool Sports founders' controversial remarks and allegations of sexual misconduct. The, controversial, the, the, the pushback they got came from the Washington Post. From them, yeah. This is, they're doing the same... They're doing what Revolver did when Revolver yes. cited Revolver cited, cited itself. itself. They're doing what Vice News did, where Vice News tell their audience these claims are valid because these people didn't get back to us. They didn't defend themselves to the almighty Vice News media. Therefore, these claims are valid. The Washington Post is saying they they know how bad Portnoy is, yet they're choosing to go through with it anyway. They know what the Washington Post told them. They know the pushback they got from Emily Heil and her her little friends. 
That's what they know. It is some of the most unethical journalistic practices I've ever seen. But this is what this is what we're doing. This is this is what they're doing. What is that? Women deserve to inherit the misery they have wrought. Thank you. That is a a lovely five dollar super chat. Thank you, Legion. Thank you, um, Legion. And I will say, and I said this to a friend today, I think there need to be very, very severe punishments for false uh, false accusers, people that accuse falsely. I went. I got. I went as far as to saying up to the severity of the punishment the accused the 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 um accused would have received had they have been found guilty so if they're accused of rape and the the potential punishment for that is 25 years in prison the accuser should face 25 years in prison for a false allegation no bit far no, you know, Al, I don't, uh, on principle, I completely understand your argument, but I feel like we get into the, that slippery slope and you know how much I love that when, at what point can you call it a false accusation? You're like, right. I should clarify. It has to be proven false. If it comes down to not enough evidence, then obviously I withdraw that. That's where you're headed, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, if it's proven if if it's proven they pulled a Jesse Smollett. Yes. A juicy Smollett Somalier, then there should be some reprisal. Yeah, the the burden of proof has to be equally as so strong, right, to to prove a false allegation as to prove the, the veracity of the allegations in the first place. Yeah, the burden of proof has to be remarkably high. But I 100% agree with Legion that progressive liberal women deserve to inherit the misery that they have wrought. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I... You know, and we did... This I'll, is, I'll talk to you about it after the show, but I, yeah. I've... I've I've only ever said one thing that I'm sorry I said. And I'm not going to say, I think Danielle knows right. what I'm referring to. Yeah. I've only ever said one thing that I'm, and I'm not sorry because of who I said it to. And I'm not sorry actually because of the words. I'm sorry because I'm a better person than right. that. And yet I said it anyway. Um, but it, it was, it was in, it, it was very much along, along the lines of what Legion said, very much along the lines, but worse. I hate to say it worse than what Legion said. This isn't the time or place for this conversation, but I, I can make a very strong argument that, I, I mean, and it may be accepted and people might all already know this, but that this whole transgender was born out of the third wave feminist movement of the 90s. That whole deconstructionist, we don't like the way things are, so we'll just pretend that's not what they are and break them down and make them what we want them to be. If you go back and read that literature, the seeds of all of this shit that we're dealing with now were in that feminist literature of the... Right. Um, Really like the mid to late 90s. Right. The, when deconstructionism really took hold. 
It's our fucking fault. Rumpel with another super chat. Rumpel, you are a legend. Imagine that conversation in jail. What you in here for? I lied to the courts and told them a man raped me. Give um, give give Rumpel and Legion some uh, thumbs ups. Some thumbs ups in the chat for the support of the show, folks. Yeah, we appreciate thank you it. Thank really you so much. Appreciate it. You you don't have to no more. You we're gonna read your yeah, comments. We're gonna read yes. your comments. So no well, more. We do appreciate we, it. Though. We, we really we do. love you for it. We really appreciate it. Um and and I'll tell you what it certainly helps. But yes. but we're gonna read your comments anyway. So thank you so much. We love you guys. Um, trans movement was born from Ace Discourse on Tumblr. I don't, I don't, now I'm embarrassed to say, I don't know what that is. I don't know what Rumpel's talking about. We're going to, I'm going to have a conversation with Rumpel yeah. um, and off air and maybe, maybe we'll bring Rumpel back on and Rumpel can uh, talk about that because we said Rumpel's going to be our go-to, uh, our go-to reporter on the, the transgender movement. So yeah, yeah maybe we'll. I'll work, you know, we'll work it Rumble out off there. Rumble sent me some stuff from the Tumblr, and yeah, that's, there's some. Mm -hmm. We'll work it out off there, because we got to work with his schedule. He's a, he's a high-flying jet setter. Yeah, he is. All over the world right now. So, um, yeah, we'll try to get Rumble back on, because I'm curious about that now. But yeah, the, the Washington Post, a American news organization trying to take down an American company. Simply because uh, we don't like what he stands for. He might right. he he might not like women. It's no evidence that he does. He may have said and some spicy things about no, I women. Don't, I don't think that he's a misogynist. I think he's a fucking sexist pig. But there's a difference between being sexist, sexist and being misogynist. Yeah. A misogynist hates women and hates women because of their womanness. Yeah. That's the miss part. He's yeah. a sexist. Yeah. He he objectifies women. But I don't think that he's a misogynist. Yeah, I happen to like Dave. I listen, I don't have a lot of experience with Dave Portnoy, but the stuff I do have, I kind of like him. He's he is a man's man. Yeah, the intern and, loves Barstool. Yeah, he's he's a man's man, and I'm perfectly fine. And I I think we that that's how men are supposed to be. That's how that's how we should be. We're supposed to be brash. We're supposed to be outspoken. And yep. yeah, we're supposed to offend people. And yeah. I think women are. It's okay for women. And the intern and I talked about this tonight. And I think he was kind of like, well, "Go away." But I don't. I think the reason I don't like Barstool is because it's programmed like the way that they talk and the way that they do things is for the masculine male yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, we were listening to it when we were. The intern flew down to Georgia and was driving back with me one time. So I was like, "Well, listen to whatever you want." And he put Barstool on, and y'all like twenty minutes in, I was like, "If you don't turn that shit off, I'm gonna jump out this fucking car." And it, I just, it, there was nothing wrong with it. I just couldn't take it. Like, I just could not listen to yeah. it. I'll have you know, Legion, I actually don't uh -oh. drink tea. I don't drink tea. And uh, I've always drank coffee. Even growing up in England, I would drink coffee and not tea. Much to the disdain, uh, disdain, that's the wrong word. Much to the um, chagrin. chagrin of my, my parents who seriously tried to ply me with tea. We're I have seen his mom chagrined over him not drinking tea. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I've always been, listen, I think I was born American, quite frankly. Yeah. I really do. But yeah, always been a coffee drinker. Uh, never tea. Don't, don't like tea. Not even sweet tea. 
right here here in the south and i yep. won't even drink um iced tea iced they call it sweet tea it's iced tea i won't yeah. even drink that um let's move on now we're now we're down a big old rabbit hole yeah <laughs> we are most deaf not going to get to that last story i touched on this uh yesterday this office of gun violence great show yesterday what by the, the way y'all if you called? missed sunday gun day Go back and watch it. The Office of Gun Violence Prevention, Joe Biden's latest uh, attempt at taking everybody's guns. And I don't want to go into it in great detail tonight because we talked about it on Sunday, Gunday, yesterday. I just want to hit the highlights for the folks that weren't watching yesterday. This is a new government office, a White House-based office, an administration, a part of, I guess, part of the executive branch. Right. It's going to be headed up by Kamala Harris, who obviously is a gun violence expert. I mean, she's a border expert and a gun violence expert now, right. apparently. Um, it's uh, it's going to be staffed by a couple of... Uh, I've got their names here. It's going to be staffed by a couple of folks from the private sector. One of them is Greg Jackson, the executive director of the Community Justice Action Fund. And the other one is a fellow named Rob Wilcox, uh, from every time for gun safety. These are both anti-Second Amendment pro-gun ban organizations that have now just been given a seat at the table in the White House. Not just a seat in the table, they've been given executive powers in the White House. What that means, let me take a step back. Right now in America, the ATF is prohibited from keeping a registry on gun ownership. They do... They have data that they can uh, they they can access it by name, not because they not because they're prohibited by law from doing it, because they've decided to turn off that particular um, search field so that they don't raise too many red flags. But they can, of course, turn that field back on and uh, go ahead and search it. But they can find gun owners in the United States, even though they're not supposed to. Then we have the Treasury Department who keep records of sales, purchases, gun sales, effectively. The two, to the two uh, branches aren't allowed to talk to each other. The IRS can't talk to Treasury. Treasury can't talk to the IRS. So they're, they're not able to compile their data into an entire purchasing history database, right? Right. Now we have the nation's largest anti-gun organizations with an office in the White House who can play middleman. They can now request, they have executive power. They can now, think about that. Every town for gun safety now has executive power in the executive branch in the White House. They can now go to the Treasury and say, hey, send us, uh, send us this data. They can go to the IRS and say, hey, uh, send us this data. They can do the compiling for them, send it back to both offices, whatever you call them, both departments, and there's your national gun registry and no law was broken. I bring it up again tonight for the folks that weren't listening last night, only to say now is the time when you've got to start making noise about this. If you value your Second Amendment rights, if you this has nothing to do with gun violence pr prevention. You can, you can tell that by the people they've chosen to run this office. The organizations they've brought in and effective, 
effectively made a part of government. They didn't bring anyone in from the NRA. They didn't bring anyone in from the Second Amendment Foundation. They brought in the anti-gun groups and made them executive-level officers of the federal government. Of course, they're not coming for our guns. And if you believe right. that, I got a bridge I can sell you. Now is the time to start writing your letters. I know I say this, and and I hope I, I really hope some people do follow through with an email or a letter to their congressman. Um, but now is the time to do it. This office needs to be shut down before it even gets us before it even gets underway. Before they take puts put butts in chairs, it needs to get shut down. There's only one purpose for this office, and that is to strip you of your gun rights. And I swear this is quite a clever way to do it. I hate to say it, but it is a right. relatively clever way to do it. Anyway, there's that. Didn't want to spend too much time on it. Sources, all the links and sources are available over on Locals. By the way, your mom's here. Uh, she commented in the regular comments, but not in the live chat. I don't know if there's an issue with people getting into the chat, but hi, Rita. Thank you for hi, being Mama. here. Um, go in the chat. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Go in the <laughs> go chat. Go hang out with your friends. And initially, Holly had initially posted in the comments, but. You know, when you're on, when you're doing it on a phone, it gets a little confusing. And like it's, I mean, it's very easy to figure out when you're on a computer, but yeah, on the phone, it's easy to get into the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So y'all, if you're not seeing a bunch of comments, you're not in the right place. And DLZ1477 posted in the comments, uh, fuck Joe Biden and all POS corrupt. I may as well say it. Fuck Joe Biden and all piece of shit corrupt Democrats. Come and take my guns. Amen, brother or sister. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't mean to. Uh, Thank you for being here. I Welcome. don't mean to assume, but I'm going to assume brother. Thank you for being here. Um, and guys, do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Uh, if you can, if you're able to, share the show. Share it to your Facebook friends, the groups you belong to, to, to those folks that you think might be interested in this level of bullshit right. that, that we spew over here. Um, because, again, it's tough to grow on Rumble, and we need we need your help to do it. We're currently rated. We're we're ranked 68th in news. We're still going to say 69th just yeah, because I'm lying. it's better. I'm going to say we're 69 until we hit like 50. And then I'm going to say, oh, look, we jumped a whole we bunch jumped, overnight. Yeah, a whole bunch. So, so y'all be ready to believe that when it happens. So we're going to be ranked 69th in news on Rumble for a little while. But but help if you can help us out, share the show and follow the channel. Let's get some uh, get some new subscribers going as well. Um. Real Scotsman drink black coffee. I do drink black coffee. Now, I'm English. My father's Scottish. My mother's Welsh. Uh, I was born in England. I'm kind of a mutt, to be honest with you. I got Welsh blood. I got Scottish blood. But yeah, I drink my coffee uh, black. And uh, black and tans will be visiting you soon for heresy. <laughs> All right. Ministry of Disarmament. Yes, Dave. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I'll share it in my Vivek Ramaswamy groups. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Rumble. I kind of like Vivek, man. to be honest with you. All right, let's talk about this. We've got enough time. I'm not a doctor, so it's actually plenty of time. Um, what caught my eye 
was this. Turbo cancers. Dr. Harvey Reich talks about the new turbo cancers vaccination and how the COVID virus should be managed. Cancers appearing in ways never seen before after COVID vaccinations, says Dr. Harvey Reich. There's evidence that cancers are occurring in excess after people receive COVID-19 vaccinations, according to Dr. Harvey Reich. I'm, I'm assuming it's Reich. Maybe it's Rich. I don't know. Dr. Reich is a uh, is professor emeritus of epidemiology in the Department of Epidemiology and Public Health at the Yale School of Public Health and the Yale School of Medicine. This is this is not some Joe Schmo. This is not a guy that once spent a night in a Holiday Inn Express and right. calls himself a doctor. Watches Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no. This is a fella at the top of the game. This this is a fella that um, people should be listening to, quite frankly. His research has focused extensively on the causes of cancer, as well as prevention and early diagnosis. In an interview for Epic TV's American Thought Leaders, Dr. Reich said patients must now wait months, not weeks, to get an appointment at an oncology clinic in New York. That would indicate that the clinics are overwhelmed by patients, correct? That's what I'm assuming, yeah. There is difficulty in observing whether a vaccine can cause cancer because cancer usually takes time to develop, Dr. Reich said. It can take anywhere from two years to 30 years, depending on the different types of cancer from leukemia to colon cancer. What clinicians have been seeing, said Dr. Reich, is very strange are very strange things. For example, 25-year-olds with colon cancer who don't have family histories of the disease. That's basically impossible along the known paradigm for how colon cancer works and other long latency cancers that they're seeing in very young people. This is not how cancer normally develops. Now, uh, that's the mechanism I think is most likely here, Dr. Reich said. We know that the COVID vaccines have done various degrees of damage to the immune system in a fraction of people who have taken them. So that's, that's the, the, the guy at Yale, the epidemiologist, saying, yeah, the most likely cause of this is, is the COVID vaccine. There's no proof of this yet that's a theory but science begins with theory right and so now this can be studied but what do we what do we do let's assume let's hypothesize we're talking about science so let's hypothesize here for a minute okay what if they run through these studies and they do. They find a definitive link between the, the COVID vaccine and an increased rate in cancer among people. What do we do? What can we, at that point, what can we do? What is our recourse? What should our recourse be? People in the chat, what do you think? What do you think we should do if we find that the government effectively slut-shamed people into taking this vaccine. 
And I know that's the wrong, but that's effectively what they did. It was along the lines of, you know, it's a, a, right. a type, it was vaccine shaming for certain. It 100% was. That shamed people into taking a vaccine that is, uh, that ultimately, it turns out, is causing cancer in people that should not be suffering from cancer. What do we do? What's our recourse? A vaccine that they're still trying to push into arms to this day, even though we have research like this taking place. Not only push into our arms, but have approved for babies as young as six months old. Babies. As young yeah. as six months old. What happens in five years when we have a, a spate of five-year-olds with colon cancer? What happens then? From taking an ineffective vaccine. Yeah, a vaccine that just doesn't even work. It's not even like the vaccine is saving us from something that would kill us now. Yeah. And saying, oh, well, we'll deal with yeah. the cancer when it gets here. Provided by pharmaceutical companies that are in bed with the government, in bed with the FDA, in bed with the NIH, and immune to, immune to, to, to civil litigation. What do we do? You know, Tim Pool, I, I don't like to pull the Tim Pool card, Pool card, but he's very fond of talking about civil war. He loves, he loves him a bit of civil war, right? Everything with him is a uh, civil war. Eh, who knows? Right. Right. If anything, we're going, there's a couple of things that might push this country in that direction. And I'm not advocating for this. I'm just saying a couple of things that I think might push us in that direction. Number one, government harming Americans, children. Right. We're, we're seeing that play out along across the States. Most, most particularly in California, we're seeing the government actively move to harm people's kids. That's not going to fly. I'm sorry, it's not. Americans are not going to tolerate that for too long. Uh, the other thing would be the government forcing deadly vaccines onto its citizenry. Those are, those are two possible scenarios I see for potential pushback let's just put it that way for potential pushback against a uh, uh, authoritarian or tyrannical government in america and we potentially see both of those paths playing out right now as we speak right it's scary times we live in dude and when you have the 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 chief epidemiologist did i say that right from yale Public health, School of Public Health at Yale and the Yale School of, Emeritus, of Medicine. I, I don't even know what that means. What does it's that like mean? It's like an honorary. It's an honorary position that he was that, like a professor and now he's probably just does research and sits on boards but doesn't teach. Okay. So he doesn't have to publish anymore. We got this bloke from Yale saying, this is what we're seeing. Our own eyes are showing us this. Uh, an increase in the rate of cancer among people that shouldn't have cancer. The common denominator is that they've been vaccinated and the vaccination is the most likely carrier or the most likely, what did he call it? The most likely path. Is that what he said? I, I don't, I, I can't find his, um, I can't find his quote here now. Oh, um, that is the mechanism I think is most likely here, he said, would be the COVID vaccine. They just approved a whole new bunch. One of which, um, 
actually, I don't know if it's just one of which or, or if they're all doing this, but one of which is showing up in breast milk, according to a new study. The mRNA vaccine is, uh, or traces of mRNA are now showing up in breast milk, Danielle. That can't be good. That cannot be good. Well, and we know that women were having issues with changes in their cycles after um, vaccination. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say because, I, you know, I'm not going to discourage somebody who's in a high risk from avoiding the vaccine. There's one thing we do know about the vaccine is it prevented, in many cases, it prevented severe disease. We do know that. It doesn't prevent the spread of the disease. We some, uh, some knob end up in, um, gosh, where was it? I heard, uh, I heard, who was it talking about it? I don't know. Rabbit hole, I just thought of this. Have you ever, has anyone ever noticed how much that uh, NASCAR number 24 driver, what was his name? Number 24. Um, Gordon? Jeff, is Jeff, that Jeff Gordon. Gordon. Ever noticed how much Jeff Gordon looks like Ben Shapiro? That came to me because I think it's I the heard... the eyebrows. Is I, it the eyebrows? They look just like each other. They came, that Gordon came now. to me because I think it was Ben Shapiro I heard talking about this. Some, uh, some public health official for the federal government went on TV recently and made the claim, well, I'm getting the vaccine because I don't want to infect my mother. Oh, my God. He does look like Ben Shapiro. Right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm getting vaccinated because I don't want to infect your mother. Well... Newsflash, bud, you're going to, because the vaccine doesn't work that way. Right. But this is a federal public health, a federal health official still making that claim to this day on national television. Doesn't make any sense. Um, and we have a lot, we got mRNA showing up in breast milk. We've got, we've got men who have transitioned to female who are taking these drugs and hormones so that they develop breasts and lactate, who are then feeding this milk to babies that they've adopted and poisoning babies. The world's gone insane, man. Yeah. The world's gone insane, and we're living in it right now. My uh, NPC sister-in-law got my niece vaxxed, and she had her first period at nine. That's not natural. That That is... Highly unusual, correct? Nine years old, Jesus. Yes, that's remarkable. I mean, it's thank not you. like uh, thank I mean, you it's for not the, like you know five or something. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks again but for the super chat, brother. That is that is young. That is young. Man. I mean, I would say like average is like twelve. I I think we're gonna see more and more. Listen, I'm not gonna say we're gonna see flipper babies or anything like that. Right. But I think we're going to see some very well. We're already beginning to see them. But nine-year-olds menstruated. Do you know what people didn't say while women were actually taking thalidomide? We're going to see flipper babies. They didn't say that while it was happening. Right. It's very true. They did apologize for it. Yeah, sorry. It was, um, I don't know if anyone ever saw the the company that developed the thalidomide drug. They apologized for that drug. And they're a German company. And their apology went 
pretty much exactly how you might think it would go. I'm going to paraphrase. We're sorry for giving your babies flippers, but we gave your babies flippers. Yeah. That was effectively their apology, apology and, for it. They, and they, it was recent. They went out there and said, yes, we did. Oops. And that was it. Typical, typically German uh, apology right there. 40 years after they did it. Yeah. Um, Uga Booga. Uga, I love that. Uga Booga. Subbed and will share. Thank you. I'm I'm a big shall not be infringed man myself. People do not know. um, And government doesn't tell us in America, the police have no duty to protect any citizen backed by numerous cases. Yeah. uh, Up to and including the Supreme court who have said that um, the police have absolutely no responsibility, no duty to protect or serve for that matter. Yeah. None whatsoever. Uh, affirmed by the Supreme Court. The police have no responsibility. And, you know, at the end of the day, why why should they? I'm not going to disagree right. with that decision, but that's why, that's why I adopt that responsibility myself. That's why I go get training. That's why I take... I'm, I'm, I'm an instructor, sure, but I still go to classes. I still go and learn from people because I'm... I'm not only the first line of defense, I'm my only line of defense. Right. Because if I need another, it's too fucking late. I'm already dead. You know what I mean? Yep. So Rumpel threw in this comment that we're forgetting hormones in milk too, though. And I think he's talking about with the girls have starting their period so much younger that um, hormones in, I've read not studies, but articles about like hormones in cows that when you give hormones to animals like that, and then we eat the animals, that the hormones go into the people, and that that too can be leading to, you know, earlier um, mm-hmm. menses in humans. Yeah. But yep. uh, like that doctor said, it, you know, it's hard to make a direct connection even in these things that are being triggered or caused by vaccines. Yeah. Because you know they're happening right away, and then you got to study them. In, 19, in the 1950s, women trusted the science. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And uh, got flipper babies for it. Right. Yeah, t- uh, we live in a fucked up world, man. But that was back in a time where they pulled it off the market. We're not seeing these vaccines getting pulled off the market. With the, I'm not going to say overwhelming evidence yet. I think it will ultimately be overwhelming. Right. And I, I think it's safe to say we're headed in that direction. And we've probably seen enough that maybe we should pulling these at the very least not recommending them to six month olds six months right. olds six months six olds. month olds it's like calls to i don't have Just kids throw an s in there somewhere i don't have I don't, I don't need to know how to say it. i don't have them but yeah i think there's enough evidence out there that we can say oh yeah you know what maybe maybe take maybe a step back, back. we're yeah. we're over the hill we're over the hump. These new variants are getting weaker and weaker and weaker. Maybe we take a step back. Maybe, just maybe, here's a here's a crazy thought, fellas. Maybe we actually develop one properly and run it through some clinical trials. Do the research before we give it to all yes. the people. Yes. Mm. Yeah. 
maybe not use all the people as the research. Maybe we've bought us enough time that we can afford to do that now, rather than continuing to pump them out under the emergency use authorization. The, the rest of the COVID pandemic emergency expired. Guess what hasn't? The emergency use authorization for these vaccines. Still not going through the standard FDA approval process. Of course they're Absolutely not. insane. Danielle, we're out of time. We're always out of time. Thank you. Right. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, you, you guys that uh, you guys with your super chats tonight, you are amazing. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you're awesome. We, we love appreciate you. the support. Um, yeah, give us a thumbs up, share the show if you get a chance. And uh, but most importantly, come back on Thursday. Yes, we will. But more shenanigans. We have more, the more, shenanigans more, that we chit chatted and more, didn't have time for. More, more, of this. more shit yes. like this. More, more of this of, kind of quality content. Yes. Yeah. More of that quality content we you've come you. to expect. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here on Thursday. We love you guys. Take care. Bye, friends. See ya.